are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. Today we're in the book of Micah chapter 7. If you have time this afternoon, there's only seven chapters. I'd encourage you to read the book of Micah. I thought I was going to be preaching from this chapter about a month ago in my personal Bible reading, I was studying it, and I thought I'd preach on this Sunday night. I thought God was leading me that way tonight. I won't preach on this verse. I was going to go tonight to verse number six. For the son dishonoreth the father, the daughter riseth up against her mother, the daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. A man's enemies are the men of his own house. I've kept that marked in my Bible. I've put this thread through there. At least the last four or five weeks, I have notes on the message that I thought I was going to preach tonight, which I'm not going to preach from this text. But it provoked me to go back and study anew and afresh the book of Micah. And God brought to my attention something for Sunday number 51 as we assembled this morning together. Do you know the man Micah was serving God in a day that was very similar to our day? The condition of mankind was very awful, very wicked. God's people we in this country, when we're hearing that men and women are going to be appointed to cabinet positions that are sodomites, it's a very, very sad situation we find ourselves. Transvestites, very sad situation. When we see people that uh, are God haters, when people say we don't want at our Democrat convention to have under God in the pledge, we're not going to, two, two different Groups said, we're not going to be part of that. We don't want under God. Well, the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. God, bless, blessed is a nation whose God is the Lord. We are, we are living in the same environment that Micah did. So what do you do? Quit. Run. Stop. Give up. Oh, man, my goodness, no, no. It's put more fire, more zeal in my bones than ever. There's a task to be done and accomplished, and our kids and grandkids, by God's grace, could still inherit a nation that loves God. There could be, as Brother Pastor Cooper preached last Sunday night, wherever he's over here, so there he is, uh, revival. And revival doesn't come to whoever's the president. It doesn't come to the Congress. It doesn't come to the Supreme Court. Revival doesn't come to an organization. Revival comes to the people of God in the New Testament local church. My people, called by my name, humble themselves and pray. I'm expecting revival. You say, I'm expecting more lockdowns. It might be that way before revival. But days like this, mirror what God does when there's ever a revival. It's dark, it's destitute, it's so dangerous. And we live in that moment. Micah was a contemporary with uh, the man by the name of Isaiah. Isaiah was a leather-lunged preacher. Isaiah preached for 62 years. And in 62 years, the people continued to reject God. 
Micah was a man of the field. He was a man of the country. Isaiah was a man of the city. God uses anybody. Micah was just an ordinary man. Isaiah was a brilliant man. Isaiah was an elderly statesman, and Micah at the same time was the young preacher on the scene. And God used both of them to at least get a remnant to get right with God. Isaiah said it this way. In Isaiah chapter one, you don't need to turn there. Verse four, ah, sinful nation, a people laden with sin and iniquity. They're corruptors. They have forsaken the Lord, the Holy One of Israel. Why we revolt more and more? The whole head is sick. From the sole of your foot, even to the head, there's no soundness in it. That was the day that Isaiah and Micah were living. So we come to Micah chapter seven. And I wanna to speak to you this morning on difficult days. What do you do during difficult days? God gives us a tremendous outline. And though we're enjoying the outside, and it's December and fire pits are going and God's people are in church. And it's, to me, it's so exhilarating, so exciting to see these parking lots all the way back to the other buildings back there, the bus center and all these buildings everywhere, people today. But I still believe God wants to do something special to preserve this great land called America and the New Testament local church. And so in difficult days, we're told what to do. By way of introduction, let me show you the difficult days. In verse one of chapter seven, if you look there, the fields were not producing the crops. That's the judgment of God. Notice what he said, woe is me. I am as, as one that have gathered the summer fruits as the grape gleanings of the vintage. There is no cluster to eat. My soul desireth the first ripe fruit. The, the, there should have been clumps and clusters of grapes, but they weren't there. God's hand was on the judgment on these people because their sin and their produce wasn't producing. I find they could not find any good man. Verse two, the good man is perished out of the earth and there's none upright among them. They all lie and wait for blood. They hunt every man his brother with a net. There was violence. You look for a good man and only to find out they're liars and cheats and stealers. The crops were not producing. Good men were scarce. You just could not find them. And I'm again here to tell you something. I have learned so much from the laymen and from the staff and the deacons of this church. I have been inspired by the men that have texted me and say, look at this chapter, pastor. Look at this verse. Look what God is doing. Here's an answer to prayer. Or they'll email or they'll text or they'll call or they'll see me in a prayer meeting. I believe God has grown some great men of God through COVID. But in this case, the good man was perished. The fruits were perished. Verse number three, in addition, there's political bribery that they may do evil both with their hands earnestly. The prince, that's the leadership, that's the government, asketh, and the judge asketh for a reward. What does that mean? Uh, this politician goes to the judge and says, I wanna buy you off. I, I wanna give you some money 
or a position. I want to do something for you so you can do for me. Uh, does that sound familiar, the day we live? Stealing money from other countries and other people and, and making briberies and hiding sins and destroying computers with a hammer and wiping things clean and uh, being involved with China and other organizations, underhanded things. That's the politicians with the judges and then the judge says, or the Supreme Court or whatever the judge is, said, no, we don't want to hear the case. I think we're living there right now. It sounds like America right now. Are there any good people left? And Mike is asking the question, where's the fruit? Where's the food from the fields? It's not there. Where's the good man? What politician or what judge is not up to me, uh, mischievous desire, he calls it there. Verse three, doesn't stop. He said the best of them. In your country, the best is as a briar. A briar is a thorny brush. I don't think you'd want to sleep in the briar patch where the thorns and the thistles would prick you. But he said, even the best men, they're like a briar, they're, they're irritants. He doesn't stop. He talks about betrayal. Verse five, trust ye not in a friend. Put ye not confidence in a guide. Keep the doors of your mouth off the internet. It's amazing how that we want to mind everyone's business. And when people live that way, it's because they are always covering their own sin. We live in that environment today where there's betrayal. I thought this person was my dear trusted friend, Micah says, but no, he wasn't. He betrayed. We're almost through our introduction. The message won't be long. But the corruption just doesn't go to government and to the fields and to the people and to the judges and to the presidents and the kings and leaders. And it goes, verse number six, to the home. <coughs> Pardon me. The son dishonoreth the father and the daughter riseth up against her mother. Something's happened in our country, in our churches. I've never, I've never witnessed it in 45 years pastoring this church where, where family, a father who's not perfect, a mother who's not perfect, have tried to raise good kids and the kids grow up and somewhere along the line reject the faith of their parents and then attack their parents or attack their churches across America. Or they attack the Bible, they attack God. I'm just shocked how many pastors said, I, I've had kids grow up in our church and they now believe in socialism. Well, socialism and communism, which are twins, will mean that you'll never own anything in life and you'll work to redistribute. It's already been brought up in Washington by, by uh, some politicians in the last week. We just believe that everything should be redistributed and people applaud it and they think it's great. That's communism. But Jesus Christ, as in salvation, makes us free. We live in the greatest country in the world that was established upon religious freedom. Even the home and the daughter-in-law against the mother-in-law and a man's enemies are the men and the people of his own house, the Bible says. 
the collapse of the home. But verse 7 that Brother Bertram read is our verse today. The first word, the first word of seven. What is the first word in the tense that I could hear you in the cars? What's the first word? Therefore. What's the therefore? Someone once said in college, a professor, when you see a therefore, you got to see what it's there for. Therefore refers back to what I just told you in verses one through six. The briberies, the fields not producing, the families collapsing, the betrayal of friends and loved ones, and all the buy-offs and the deceit. Therefore, because of this condition, therefore means just simply consequently. Because of all these things in verse one, two, three, four, five, six, six different areas he gave us. Because of these things, therefore. What are you gonna do about it because of a therefore? What am I gonna do about it? Because there's betrayal, because there's underhanded deals, because there's no good men that are found. So Micah said, and Isaiah said, they're sick from the head to the soul. So we live in that society, that condition. Therefore, what are you gonna do? He gives us an incredible remedy. Look, look, look what he says. Therefore, I will look unto the Lord. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm not gonna look to the COVID. I'm not gonna look to the lockdown. I'm not gonna look to the mask. I'm not gonna look to the regulation. I'm not gonna look to communism. I'm gonna set my eyes on Jesus Christ, looking unto Jesus. When the road is rough and steep, fix your eyes upon Jesus. He alone has power to keep. Fix your eyes upon him. Jesus is a faithful friend, one on whom you can depend. He'll keep you to the end. Fix your eyes upon him. Look to the Lord. Don't look to the paper. Don't look to the news media. Don't look to the night shows. Don't look to these things that are gonna corrupt. Don't look to things around you. They're so bleak as Micah laid it out there. Yes, we lay it out. But he said the answer is not looking at that, it's looking to him. I love what the scripture says in Psalm 121. I will lift up my eyes under the hills from which cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord. Why would you look to a hill? Because the hill lifts your eyes. It doesn't say I'm gonna look my, lift my eyes down to the valley. I'm gonna start looking up. I'm gonna see the hills. I'm gonna go beyond the hills and beyond the blue sky. I'm gonna look unto Jesus, looking unto Jesus, looking for that blessed hope and glorious appearing. Maybe today, I wonder, I wonder today, if we get up, did we say, I wonder is he coming today? Well, keep your eye upon the Easter sky because he's coming again. Maybe morning, maybe noon, maybe evening, but oh, it's gonna be soon. It may be, it may be winter, it may be spring, it may be summer, it may be fall, but Jesus is coming again. Look for him. I'm gonna keep my eyes looking. There's a song that was written in the late 1800s. And as it was written, it was written by a man who, 
He heard a preacher preaching. It's page 228 in our hymn book. And the preacher was preaching John 1, 29. The next day John seeth Jesus coming to him and said, Behold the Lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world. And the preacher said, look to Jesus. He's come to take away the sin. He wrote this song in the late 1800s. And the song simply says this on page 228. I'll get there right now. I'm sorry, I'm, I, I should have had it marked here. He said, if you're from sin, are longing to be free, look to the Lamb of God. What sins in our life has COVID revealed? There have been many points in my life in this last nine months, I said, oh Lord, I get so weird my sin and the sin that does so easily beset us. Everybody has a sin that easily derails you, everybody. That's what God's word said. You don't become a pastor and all of a sudden you're perfect, infallible. Once again, I met Satan this morning and I battled him all the day long. The people of North Valley Baptist Church have not been my problem. I look as Paul says, oh wretched man that I am. I want COVID to lead me to the point that I'm free from the, the defilement of any sin or any negativity. It could be sin. It doesn't mean we always think the first thing, adultery and all that, drinking and all. That's not the sin, but it could be the sin of fear. Fear, God has not given us the spirit of fear. That's a sin. And sometimes I have such great, great, humongous faith. It's amazing the faith that God has given to me. That's one of the gifts and I believe that might just be one I have. I have great faith, but you know with that great faith sometimes comes great fear. And I can go from a high moment believing that God can do anything and it doesn't take much to derail that. And I get down and say, oh God, why would you want to do anything with a wretch like me anyway? That's sin. If you're from sin or longing to be free, he to redeem you died on Calvary. I like that second stanza. When Satan tempts and doubts and fear assail, look to the Lamb of God. You in his strength shall over all prevail. Look to the Lamb of God. I go over to page 232. One more song I'll give you. Isaiah 45, 22, a teenage boy was sitting in the church in London. He heard that night preacher preach. He said, Isaiah 45, 22, look unto me and be saved all ye ends of the earth. Young man, you ought to come forward to get saved. That young man, Charles Spurgeon, came forward and got saved that night. He was saved off of Isaiah 45, 22, a contemporary of Micah. And he said that night that old country preacher, a layman was preaching because the ice storm, the preacher wasn't there. And they said, son, just look to Jesus. My grandparents were all born in 1887. This song was written in 1887. Have a message from the Lord, hallelujah. It's a message that you look and live. I have a message of love, hallelujah. A message unto you, my friend. Life is offered unto you, hallelujah. Eternal life your soul shall have. I will tell you how I came, hallelujah. 
Look and live, my brother live. Look to Jesus now and live. Don't look to the news media. Don't look to the COVID restrictions. Look unto me, Jesus said. Stop the news, stop the Facebook, stop the social media. And I'm amazed at all the Monday morning quarterbacks that know what's going on. We have an inner source that this is what is happening. God bless you. If you ask me what's going on with COVID, what's going on with the election, I have no idea. I haven't watched the news since October. I have no idea what's going on. But guess what? It's still going to happen, whatever's going to happen. I want to keep my eyes on Jesus. Look at the verse. Therefore, therefore, because of all the consequences of this crud and garbage and filth, should not have said the word crud. I think that sounds like slang, so I apologize if that was slang. I will look unto the Lord. What's the second I will? I will wait for the God of my salvation. As you look and as I look, can we wait? wait is, waiting is a patient calm in the midst of adversity. How you doing? Waiting is to be still and not agitated. How are we doing? Why is so much agitating us? Because we're not looking. And we're certainly not waiting to be still. God, God's going to work it all out. God always works it out. There's no mistakes. There's no, God, I don't mean this irreverent. God slept in this morning and the political arena slipped this in and he didn't see it coming. God knows everything. God knows who our next president is. And if, if it's Mr. Biden, God knows how long he's going to be in before he's replaced. God knows that. No surprises. And you know that God could use that election, if it goes his way, to be the greatest thing for the New Testament local church. You say, well, I don't believe that. Well, I do. Because God's not surprised by anything. We could get four more years of Trump, and that could be a blessing as well. God knows if it's a Trump or it's a Biden. God knows who's the next president. I, I've, I've lived through a lot of presidents, beginning back with before Truman. I can't remember who was before Truman, but that was the first president. And all the way through, and Truman, and Eisenhower, and Kennedy, and Johnson and Nixon and the whole crowd have lived through all those. And guess what? Most of them have been not very good. LBJ was, was a womanizer. He was nasty. He was dirty. History bears out he's tied into the mafia. History bears out. One theory is that John Kennedy was assassinated by the mafia, whether he was or not. I don't know. Jack Ruby and Oswell, all that whole crowd, part of it somehow, part of Russia. I don't know what the truth is, but I do know that I've had some presidents that are not even American. Have no regard for America. They disdain America. They disdain you deplorables. They disdain the religious crowd, the Bible crowd, the gun crowd. You, they look down, hey, guess what? We're still here and preaching God's word. 
like to get all stirred up about that. I want they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. I want renewed strength. Jack, you're going to have to sit down and be still. Don't flap your jaw. Don't work it out for me. It's all under my control, God said. What if the stock market collapses? Probably will. There have been six major collapses of the economy since I pastored this church in 45 years. Six. The first one in the 70s when the construction companies lost everything. We had people in this church that were construction men, lost construction. The computers at one time, on and on it goes. The housing market, the banks. But here we are today in our nice vehicles and our beautiful warm, heated, air-conditioned tents. I'm to look four little letters, L-O-O-K. I'm to look four more little letters, I'm to W-A-I-T. And four more letters, I'm to pray. I will look unto the Lord. I will wait for the God of my salvation. God will hear me. God's going to hear me. I love it when I look on that phone. We have grandkids from little grandchild who's going to be one on January 1st. The grandkids are in high school and college, one in college. I love it through the week when it says, Pop, I tried to call you. And I'll call back and say, I just wanted to check in, Papa. I wanted to talk to you. I love it when they want to talk. My wife has a different ringtone. Maybe your wife does as well. My wife's ringtone rings, and I know it's her on the other end. And it doesn't mean much to her, I'm sure, but when I see it's her name and her ringtone, I hear it. I get thrilled. When I hang up, I write it all down. To-do list, I write it all down. Everything I'm supposed to do in life. But I love hearing from her. I love hearing from our staff. I love it. I love hearing Brother Van Dyke. And so many of my deacons have inspired me so very much. I'm not much of a texter. Sometimes it takes me hours to text back, but they'll text and I don't do the thread thing but uh, then I'm involved with 20 people at the same time. I love it when people call. Most times someone will say, I don't want to interrupt you. I think that's how we sometimes come to God. I know you're busy, Lord. But God says, I love it when you call. Call unto me. I'll show you great and mighty things thou knowest not. It's amazing how the Word of God Micah outlines a three-point message prior to this, how to live justly. And he gives three points right there in his message. But here he gave, gave us three. I've never seen it in my Bible until recently. I looked at that word, therefore. And I was just taught, as I mentioned, in college, whenever it's therefore, look back what it's there for. And I began to read what it was there for. I saw the condition that this man was preaching in. 
They said, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to look. I'm going to look. I'm going to wait. And I'm going to pray. I love you people so much. Before we pray, I must tell you that. 51 weeks. You've brought such hope and encouragement to my heart. I know of no church like this. Anywhere. I'm sure certain every pastor feels the same. But I don't know of anything like this. This church has a conquering spirit. It has a courageous spirit. It has a giving spirit. It has a holy desire. It just seems like everything that's ever been presented to us, you rise up and you do it. I know because I live with me. I never have deserved a people like you. God entrusted you to my care. And you've helped me. You've encouraged me. I'm not all I should be, but you have built me to what I am today. A good wife builds a husband. A good mother builds her husband and father to build it, be a good father. Good teenagers build their parents. You build your parents or you tear them down. This church has put so much in my heart. One day when I step on the other side or we rapture together, I hope in heaven, I hope in heaven when you wake up and you see the Lord Jesus and your loved ones, I hope that I'll be able to look down and see all that God is doing here if he tarries. I love you so much. But just keep looking, keep waiting. It's all gonna, it's all gonna work out. Keep praying. Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.